Welcome to Magic Proving Grounds, the only Magic the Gathering podcast that proves if you really put your head down and grind it out for years, any successful Magic the Gathering pro player can win a pro tour. Yay. Oh no, something went wrong again. <laughs> it's still the I hope you're kidding. Duke won a tournament. Oh. Okay. Uh, so I'm your host and moderator, Dave, and with me are my illustrious co-hosts, Ben. Hello. And other Dave. I have to think in the uh, the millions upon millions of multiverses, we live in the only one where we do won a world championship. <laughs> well, you know, there's got to be a, at least one. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, other than watching the Pro Tour, which I'm sure y'all totally did, uh, what you been up to? Uh, not watching the Pro Tour. I've been terribly, terribly busy. Um, but I did set Kitsch the uh, the winner of it. Yeah, I watched That's the uh, semifinals. I would be Look, lying if I said I watched the whole thing. I looked at the deck lists for the top eight. A lot of different stuff there that was good. I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I never watch them live. I always watch them like a week or two afterwards. I just put it on in the background while I'm like cleaning or something. Yeah. Cool, cool. The uh, the second place deck was uh, Selesnia Aura's deck, uh, mm-hmm. which I... From the way people were, the announcer stuff were talking about it pretty out in left field, they were saying. So it was interesting mm-hmm. to see it go. I'll have to look at that. I like Selesnia Ors as a deck type. What I've been doing, which I've been having a lot of fun this week, um, I started trying to qualify for a tournament. Uh, as we we went over in our resolution show, I wanted to play in a tournament. That was like one of the things we wanted to accomplish this year. So I joined the Mana Trader series, and they have a round of qualifying round. So mm. I've been playing a, quite a bit of modern on stream in an attempt to qualify for said uh, Mana Trader series this month. Um, not doing too well, but I've been having a lot of fun. Nice. Mm-hmm. That's what's important, is that it's fun. Yeah. All right, so what do we have in store for today? Well, what we're going to do is... As you can see, Ben's got himself set up in front of a nice glowing red campfire. And uh, we're going to be talking about the All Will Be One story. Tell some campfire stories. Yeah. Ben and other Dave have read the stories. I have not. So I will be asking insightful questions about uh, about the story and... uh, Enjoying myself listening to how everything's going for our intrepid heroes. You mean the inter- our interpretations of how everything's going? It's like the well, telephone yeah. game. <laughs> yes. Okay. Sounds fun. So um, we have yet to cover what happened during the Brothers War. So it wasn't much. <laughs> yeah, for real. Yeah, so, it's a lot of ado about nothing. Yeah. It, it, isn't that the case for a, a time travel story that you weren't intent on changing anything? Right. Kind of so, ends up being a big old, uh, nothing burger. I was going to say this earlier, but this, my thought on it is that uh, this is just not for us. Like, this was not written for us. There's a whole new player base who doesn't know what happened in the Brothers War, doesn't know anything about it. And I have to imagine this is designed to introduce new players to the concept of what that was like. 
without forcing them to go back and find the old paperbacks somewhere. Those paperbacks are so expensive uh, nowadays because they're just not on the market. So somebody's always trying to sell it for like a hundred bucks. Like, and it's like, it's not worth that much money. Yeah. I mean, some of the story is told through the cards and the flavor text, but I think the actual story just shows like a boots on the ground version of a few different army people, one like from each side or whatever. And it doesn't really give you the whole overarching thing. Yeah. The only time I felt like I got a view of the overarching thing was when it was the, I think it might've been a side story. So you probably didn't read it where they yeah. uh, talk about the um, the pilots. I forget what they're called, the mechs that they use, that they control. Yeah. Uh, but there's a side story about the pilots, and it very much covers like the scope of the war mm-hmm. and everything that's going on and, and all around it. Yeah. Okay, cool. But yeah, um, I found it to be cool. a hard read. The main story was very tough. It skipped around a whole bunch, which I usually am okay with, but... It was almost as if, like, nothing happened or nothing consequential happened. That's why I think we didn't like it, though, because it just wasn't wasn't made for us. We know this stuff already. We read this stuff once before, and I don't need to read an abridged version of it that's not as good as the original. But for all the new people that don't know this stuff, it's kind of important. Before we move on and just touch on the key points from Brothers War, I did want to mention that I did like the, the story... Uh, about Urza's wife after uh, the fall of Argoth. Uh, I thought that that added a lot of uh, flavor to the story, but that was building on where the book left off kind of thing. So, Yeah, it was uh, interesting to hear about the aftermath of everything because they don't talk yeah. about that very often. Exactly. So uh, let's just, what are the key things that we need to know from the Brothers War going into All Will Be One? Um, so, yeah, Teferi had to go back in time in order to figure out what the Silex was and how to operate it because they basically need to make a new one because mm-hmm. it was destroyed by a Johnny. So that's basically what the main story point is. It's Teferi hopping back in time until he finds the right moment. And each each little, like, um, what's the word for vignette of story is like Teferi pops into mm-hmm. and then pops out because it's not the right spot. Uh, but finally, he gets to the point where the blast happens. After the blast, he's there with Urza, and they have a conversation. It's a very interesting conversation. But it's the only interesting part of the story. Yeah. <clears throat> so basically, he is forced to tell Urza about the that Urza succeeded in... Well, Urza destroys the Phyrexians eventually, you know, what his brother became, because that's all really he knew about it at that point in time. And he tells him that he he activates the Silex and blows up half the world and then goes on to say that it didn't kill them all and he needs his knowledge in order to figure out how to destroy them permanently or whatever. (laughs) So the implications of telling Urza that while you go back in time is very iffy because that means if this happens, Urza did everything that he did with that knowledge, you know, yeah, um, I, I feel like this is also it's the most interesting Urza I think I've read in a in a long because it's you know it's the culmination of everything Urza has done in his realization of it in this moment. Mm-hmm. And and to point out it's like literally right as he becomes a planeswalker like directly after the blast. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Um, that adds some kind of interesting retcon to the older books, that interaction, because there's a bit in one of the Urza Saga books where Baron is like, what do you see in Teferi? This kid's more trouble than he's worth. And Urza's like, I see something in him. Yeah. You just got to trust <laughs> me. Yep. See, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, so he would have yeah. had all that foreknowledge mm-hmm. when, he, when he's teaching like, Teferi. What they're alluding to when that book was originally written was that uh, he sees the spark in Teferi, but like also now it's also like, no, I talked to this dude in the past. <laughs> yeah, he's kind of retconned, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's a neat retcon. That's the, the way you should do a retcon, I think, because it adds uh, some mystique to everything that was written Yeah, uh, past that. So we're not sure if that's going to have any implications, like him messing with time is going to have any implications in the future. But at least he was able to create the uh, filigree silex or pass the knowledge. They could monitor what he was doing from the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, they gained that knowledge and were able to create the filigree silex mm-hmm. from that. But I guess I didn't read the side story, but I guess Teferi is lost in time now? So that side story is an all for one. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, um, but the implication is there at the end of this one where he was still in the coffin and they weren't able to get him, wake him up, and they said oh, okay. his soul's not there or something along those lines. Oh, that's right. That's how it ends. Yep. Yeah. Huh. Just two important points from the side stories in this one were somewhat vaguely important. The first being um, Tezzeret is working for the Phyrexians, which we knew, but he, you learn that he is working for the Phyrexians in order to get a body made from dark steel. Mm. Mm, indestructible. Yeah. So he just doesn't want to be complete. He wants a dark steel body. Yeah, he wants a dark steel body, but not to be completed. Also, cool. apparently cool. the dark steel resists being completed somehow, resists the oil. They mentioned that like once he has it, he won't be able to be completed as easily. Oh, interesting. Nice. Uh, and then Elspeth uses some halo to create a giant beam of light in one of the side stories to fight off the Phyrexians. Yeah. Halo Halo is actually a big deal, apparently. I read the New Capenna story. It's it's pretty it is actually pretty interesting. Um and I also read the Kamigawa one, so but basically Urbrask, and this kind of plays into what is happening on Phyrexia right now, Urbrask is is not liking Elish Norn. And he's plans to like kind of form up and overthrow him. So he's gathering some people from Mirrodin. Yeah. To help him with that. Told you my bro Orobrask is the homie. Yeah. He's fighting the machine or something. See, that plays into to Red's collar philosophy and the fact that, you know, they value freedom and individuality a lot. So yeah. Urbrask is with creating Phyrexians as long as they want to be Phyrexians. He's not down with making people be Phyrexian. So I think that's the disconnect between him and Elish Norn and the other Praetors. That makes sense. All right. So that brings us to the Phyrexia All Will Be One story. It opens up with a few of the planeswalkers. Oh, uh, I'm sorry. There was there was one more point, I think, in the in the last one um, with Tezzeret. I don't remember if it was in the All For One story, though, or the Brothers War story, so I was just going to talk about it now. Um, Tezzeret it seems like intentionally fails the assault on the Citadel. Was that in the regular story at all, or was that in a side story? No, I don't think the assault on the Citadel happened. Yeah, so they, the they when the Phyrexians assault the Citadel, which is the result, or the result of that is uh, Teferi's soul being lost in time, there's an interaction between Tezzeret and 
Elspeth, I believe, where he basically is like, oh, guess I didn't put enough troops over there to stop you from getting back in. <laughs> we gotta go, though, so bye. And then he's kind of, yeah. Yeah, so because he was leading the charge, but he, he basically intentionally leaves an opening for them to escape from. He's playing both sides. He was doing that in the new Capenna because he was, him and uh, Vivian were trying to get Halo to repair Urabrask so he could get back there fast to kind of help stop the invasion or whatever, the plan. So he, it seems like he's playing both sides. So I thought he wanted to be a Phyrexian, but now it makes sense. He just wants the dark steel. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to the main story. Want to get into yep. the good stuff? So a few of the plane for, planeswalkers, it's Kaito and um, the Wanderer. Yeah, from New Kapana, now from uh, Kamigawa. Yep, Nahir, uh, yeah, Nahiri and who was the other one that land? They land on a beach. Uh, uh, the, it was Kaito, uh, Tyvar. Tyvar, that's it. Yeah, and the Wanderer. And, yeah, and they're kind of like, it follows them throughout the story. Um, the Wanderer ends up planeswalking unintentionally because she has a messed up spark. Basically, they put some kind of force field around New Phyrexia. So when they all sparked in, they all got separated and landed in different locations and were immediately disoriented. And some of them put into some kind of weird sleep state. Because Kaito is like wakes is like having some kind of weird dream in the sand. Yeah, and then basically they get attacked right away right. as part and, of the the plan. And most of the story is just the battle of them fighting to where they were supposed to meet. Yep, uh, it is noted that um, Nahiri does get injured on the mm-hmm. back of the neck during this uh, battle. I could. What was the? It was not really clear. It, this is their shells. They built shells like in Phyrexia uh, from mirrored and outward. And I don't. Is this the top one? And then they go down because they were supposed to land. Like you're asking, what sphere? Yeah, they landed on. Is this the outermost spe- most sphere they land on? Because it sounds like they were supposed to land like three ones down and have to, and they land in the wrong place. I, I didn't yeah. quite understand all that. Yeah, it has something to do with the force field causes them all to land in different directions or in different places than they were originally intending. Because mm-hmm. yeah, it's Nahiri and Tyvar and Kaito, and I think Elspeth lands somewhere by herself, and so does Vraska and Luca and Nissa land together. It's almost like redoing Urza's plan from the invasion block was probably a bad idea because they had dealt with it before. And. <laughs> Like, build up a defense against it. Right. Yeah. So anyway, they um, end up finding a Mirren camp who then take them below to the next sphere to meet up with a larger group of people. Yeah, including Malira, who we learn has the ability to cure Phyresis, but only early on. And it apparently takes a lot of energy and almost kills the person and leaves them out of commission for like two weeks. Yep. Mm. And she is confident that... Obviously, Nahiri's infected, and she is confident that she could cure Nahiri, but she's integral to the plan that that kind of has a time limit. She's the strongest planeswalker there. Yep. Um, And so... Nahiri makes the choice to not undergo the treatment and hopefully be able to finish in time to go get it done, right? Yeah. This is also like they meet up with the other planeswalkers that were lost, except for Luca, Nissa, and 
Nebraska. Yep. They got Jace and Koth and Elspeth. Yeah. We're all down here waiting for him. Um, and Luca, and Luca doesn't come. Uh, Kai was down yeah. there. Yep. It's nice to know that the Mirans are still swinging. I was uh, uh, happy to see that in, in the card previews for Always One. Yep. But they're still fighting. Malira is also notably immune to uh, Phoresis, so she can't not be yes. completed. I thought that's a pretty cool power in this world. Yeah, for real. So anyway, they group up. Jace takes the Silex, and he's they're all walking through the Dross Pits, which is so now yeah, become... Their path takes them through the Dross Pits. The Dross Pits apparently now secrete some kind of gas that will complete you. Uh, and so they have to drink the halo to prevent from being completed yeah. while they walk through the drought pits. And so they use up all their halo then. Yep. Um, as they begin to trek through the drought pits, Jace gets a mental message from Vraska saying that she is in trouble and nearby in the arena, the good old Phyrexian arena. Yeah, and oh, no. and to note, it's immediately after Jace drinks the halo, it kind of expands his mind because that's what yeah. halo kind of does. Uh, and he's able to hear her call at that point. Or I don't know if it's necessarily a call at that point, but he hears that she's in trouble. Right. And so the whole team is like, I'm sorry, we knew this was a possibility, but we've got to destroy this. We've got to do this. We need to leave her. And Jace is like, nope, sorry. <laughs> nope, sorry. Uh, and, I'm the, and I'm the only one who can use the Silex, so we're going to go save Vraska. F- of course it's friggin' Jace that up for everyone. Yeah, so they uh, end up following him to the uh, Phyrexian arena, and they, they find Vraska there battling Phyrexias, and basically she says, hey, I tried not to call out to you, but because she didn't want him to come, uh, because, you know, she wanted the mission to succeed, I guess. Right. Jace, Jace doesn't care about that. God damn it, Jace. <laughs> So they wipe out the Phyrexians, and then they find out that Vraska has also been infected. Oh, no. Jace then gives them the Silex, somehow gives them instructions on how to use it, and then creates like an illusion universe to live in Vraska with of all the places that they've lived together and like a loving farewell sort of thing. Everyone leaves. They're ambushed at the front of the gates outside the thing, yeah. So, yeah. so and, and hold up, yeah. Jace and his girlfriend, instead of saving the universe, are like living in a illusion until she's completed completely. Yes, and- yeah, essentially. And he says he, his idea is like, okay, I'll wait until you're completed, and then I'll I'll like nope out of here, right? Um, but, I think is what the idea was like. That, or we'll try to live here and have this last moment together. It was a very sweet thing that he was trying to do, uh, but obviously ill-advised. Yeah, very ill-advised. <laughs> he could, like if he was gonna like separate himself from the mission, why didn't he just uh, take her back to Amira and have her cured? I mean, yeah, it, it, I think it was too late for her. She was uh, had too much oil in her or something. I think oh, they mentioned that. It's just, yeah. yeah. <sighs> I don't know. I think somebody's going out of the way to make Jace look like a moron. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he's had enough hero moments. Maybe during the thing, uh, what was it that she says to him? 
Because that was kind of... I forget, but it, it was seething and painful to him. <laughs> when she said it, I was like, ow. Bro. And then she stabs him and infects him. Yep, sure does. There's a Phyrexia stabs Jace picture from a Phyrexian arena. Oh, here's Vasca. Okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. There so, it is. So during this conflict then, Nahiri gets completed. Oof. Well, she falls in a hole. She she throws everybody in a pit because she's a yeah. um, geomancer or whatever. So and then died. they were able to escape, and she falls in with them. Yeah, I guess it was it was kind of vague. Yeah, because the the people who survived said it was her last act before being completed. But how could they know that? She could have been trying to kill him. Yeah, well, and she said, "I well, because actually Jace goes with him. He ends up escaping Veraska." Yeah. And um, Jace, Jace is with him, and uh, no, it's Kaido actually that has. I like Kaido in this story. He is like he's like the most like level headed, like realistic person. Um, yeah, he's like I hope she died. Basically, is what she said. They said, and everybody's like, "What?" And he's like, "Well, the alternative is becoming completed." So, yeah, and her tracking us down yeah. and killing. Yeah, us. that would be the bad thing to have her on the other side of the battlefield. Yep, because she is I the like most Kaido powerful too. of them. She's one of the only free uh, mending planeswalkers on the team, right? Since uh, yeah, she's the oldest planeswalker, actually. Yeah. Nice. Um, was Elspeth? So Elspeth is not pre-mending, is she? I, we don't know. I yeah, I, I think uh, her 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 origin is still very um, right. shrouded. I guess. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So next thing they do, they come up to. Uh, uh, so it's like um, Jace has been stabbed. He's starting to feel a little wonky from the glistening oil. And they mm-hmm. come to Feel a woozy bed. Uh they come to what did they call this? The tree? The world tree? Um, but the The Seed Core? Seed Core, that's it. So it's like a long bridge into a big citadel type yeah. thing and inside they go through the fair basilica bath. I don't know how you say that word actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To arrive there. Yeah. And so they get into a little scuffle first because they want they, you know, they're like, hey, maybe Jay shouldn't be holding the Silex. Yeah, um, Kaya takes it from him. Yeah, or no, Kaya had it because Kaya was the one he handed it to then. Mm-hmm. Or they right? cut his backpack she, off. Or he something. said she should have enough instructions from where she was listening into Fairy's soul between yeah. the Urza transaction to know how to use it. Um, yeah. that's right. I don't remember that, but uh, she's holding on to it. And they're like, well, we don't know if you should have it. And he's like, no, I'm going to sacrifice myself. You know, I'm yeah. I'm going to take care of this for everybody. I'm already completed. Like, let me do this. And they're like, yeah, we're still might hold on to the Silex. And then he mind tricks everyone and steals the Silex from him. Yeah, uh, the idea. Well, the idea is her. The, Kaya, Elspeth, and Jace were like looking at the world tree. And we're like, we don't know how far along this is. We need to think for a second because this well, could destroy was, the multiverse. Well, that was after this. I don't. I remember happened, there being this happens when Tyvar is still there, and before Tyvar and Elspeth split up. Okay, isn't it, isn't it Tyvar and Elspeth that stop? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they end up getting flanked up the back by a Johnny and 
to Balt. Yeah, because they don't even see how complete everything is until they separate from Tyvar and Elspeth. Okay. So who else was there? Kai- oh, it was Kaido was the third person. Yeah, Kaido and Kaya are like, whoa, hey. But yeah, maybe. before that, yeah, they have the argument about the Silex. They get through that. They are passing through the Seed core when... Oh, I can't think of their names now. Um, hold on. One one thing we forgot. Um, Karn, they passed Karn, and he was all, like, fixed up and not being able to move and right. bolted down. Or Was he in the tree, or... He was, yeah. at, he was, yeah, he was, he in, was in a fair basket somewhere. Yeah. I think, don't they kind of insinuate, I don't know if it's in the main story or the side story again, that uh, Tezzeret kind of helps them? Uh, it must way. be in the side story. Okay. So they are in the fair basilica and they see Karn being all domed by... Right. So uh, they have Karn's Karn. head, is that right? And it's and Karn can talk to them, but he can't yeah. do anything else? Correct. They took his head Urza style. Yeah. And Oh, history doesn't repeat itself, but goddamn, this is rhyming. Right. Um, so, I don't know. Did they take his head? Or I know they just, talked to him. I thought they took it, but I could be wrong. Because he was like vivisected and torn apart on a table or something I'm reading. Maybe they just talked to him. Either yeah. way, they're crossing the bridge to get to the the, the world tree. Who who ambushes him again? The devil guy? I can't ever remember it's his name. Johnny and Tybalt. Tybalt, yeah. And so Tyvar and um, Elspeth are like fight them so that the other three can continue on to the world tree. Yeah, Tyvar's like, we got a showdown. We got to do there. You killed my Uh, family or whatever. I didn't recall time, but (laughs) it's something like that. Yeah. Interesting, too. Tyvar has that piece of the, what they call it, the mirror sand, not the mirror sands, the glimmer void. He's got the piece of the Glimmer Void because he has the ability to become whatever material he's holding, and he's using the Glimmer Void to fight off glistening oil and stuff like that. Yeah, which was actually really cool. Let's talk about that for a second. They used it. It was a recurring theme throughout the story that we kind of forgot about, I guess, that they coated their weapons in it that could damage the Phyrexians better, and it also resisted the glistening oil. So essentially, Tyvar uses a lot of cool planeswalking tricks because he turns himself into it. But he can also turn other people into it, and that's how they descended through like a batch of oil or something at one point. Um, yeah, because they they combined his power with Kaito's telekinesis, and he was like throwing the oil off of them. Yeah, as it was trying to get into the joints but, and stuff. Yeah, is really cool. I, I really enjoyed that. Yep. So anyway, back to the present. They're they're fighting on the bridge, uh, and the other three continue. So Kaito, Kaya. Jace all continue to the base of the world tree. Jace begins to act, or an Elspeth, or no, Elspeth stays and fights. She comes running in later. Yeah. Jace begins, they talk about it a little bit. Kaito and Kaya are like, we don't know how far this is spread. If you activate this here in the world tree now, are you going to destroy other planes with it? And Jace is like, maybe, but that's a sacrifice we have to make. Yeah. Destroying a few planes isn't is better than the entire multiverse being right. Phyrexianized is his logic. Skip to the the Jace card art. Uh, so I want to mm. talk about Jace mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for a second. Um, and also, that's probably where we are in the story. Yeah, uh, we're right here with the. They do talk a lot about his the writhing tendil, tendrils growing underneath of him as he starts to turn while they're going down, and like how it starts to poke out of him. The writhing tender. 
Yeah, we're not we're at, we're not to the chase chase part yet though. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, we're close. We're close. <laughs> I'll talk about it then. Um, but yeah, I probably would have uh, been on Jason's side in that in that aspect. Just nuke it, and most of the multiverse survives, but the Frexians are stopped. Versus, you know, roll the dice. Yeah, it's not nuke it. It's a tough thing because. Like, if there's another way, even if millions of people die, it's better than billions of people die if they were able to actually do the thing, right? Like yeah. something else that they don't know. So it's it's kind of like it could be it could be billions right off the bat or millions. But if they fail, it could be trillions. Everyone, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. So it's a tough thing, man. I don't know yeah. what I would do. And so... The fight ensues because Kaito is like, nah, I came here to save my plane. If you know, I'm not here to yeah. save my plane, what am I doing? And I don't yeah. know if it's one of these planes or not. And Kaya realizes the same thing and they fight Jace for a good portion. And then you realize the whole time Jace was just mind f***ing him. And he was already sitting there activating the Silex. Yep, he was illusioning, illusion magic. So he's charging up the... Uh... Silex, and they're trying to stop him. But let's go back to the, what happens on the bridge with Elspeth and Ajani. Okay. So yeah, Tabalt and Tyver are fighting, and then Ajani and Elspeth are fighting. And um, she's saddened because, like you see in the picture here, that his very important axe is now looking like a Frexian, <laughs> like an Elish mm-hmm. Norn head. So they've all changed everything. It's bad. I like his uh, 100% and luck. I think it's kind of cool. Mm, sure. He's white and red, just like Elish Norn now. So, just like a Johnny Revenant. Yep. The best of Johnny. <laughs> so, what what does uh, Tyvar do? Um, oh, so, yeah, Tyvar, or, yeah, Tyvar is immune to Tavalt's, like, um, mind trickery, because he can make you feel, like, different emotions. And Tyvar is mm-hmm. kind of immune to it, so he doesn't have the upper edge in battle. So Tyvar pulls a trick and starts affecting Elspeth and making her feel worthless um, and like despair and stuff while she's fighting a Johnny. The thought being, Tybalt, that, Tybalt yeah, does that. yeah, Tybalt you said, you does said that. Tyvar, and I was like, mm. oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> They're both T's, okay? Um, <laughs> so the idea being that if Johnny can best Elspeth, then they can both take out Tyvar, which I thought was pretty clever. And fitting of, you know, the Loki type. And, until until Tyvar goes all Muhammad Ali and says, everyone's got a plan to get punched in the face. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yeah, go ahead with the rest of what happens there. I can't, I can't remember the sequence. Yeah, I don't, I know Tybalt, or Tyvar gets the upper hand and Elspeth begins to break free and realize that it's a Tybalt trick. Yeah. I don't remember if there's a trick to how they win or if it's just like a Did he brawl. do something with the Glimmer Void? I know he'd been doing it the whole time because he had to because to prevent getting infected by Tybalt's little stinger tails. Yeah. Of course, Tybalt has stinger tails. Yeah, that's, that's how Phyrexianized Tybalt works. Um, I think he maybe made her um, and he was, yeah, he covered was her in it or something. Because at the last second, Tybalt gets through. And does stab him, but 
Ivar wins the fight, I think, by dragging him off the edge or something. Yeah. Mm. Um, Elspeth wins her fight. Again, kind of implied, but he's probably not dead with a Johnny. Or does he escape? I don't remember what happens with a Johnny now. Um, I think he, he, he escapes because of what happens later. Um, okay. Anyway, so Elspeth uh, bests a Johnny and yeah. then goes and runs to the other side of the bridge where he's fine. Or they're, they're still looking for Jace because of the illusion magic. Kaido is able to detect, or no, um, Kaya is able to detect him because she goes into the uh, shadow realm and could tell that the other ones didn't have spirits, the illusions didn't have spirits, and that's how she detects the real Jace. Just as Elspeth's running up, um, basically, and she grabs the Silex. As it's activating. Yeah, and she realizes in that moment that everything is connected. She's able to sense that it's it's all connected, (laughs) and she can't blow this Silex here. So, as you can see in this uh, card art here, she uh, blasts that Silex into her chest, apparently, and Planes walks away. Yeah, she grabs a hold of it and Planes walks with it to the Blind Eternities, is what is implied. Yep. yep. Hey, go back, to, go back to Jace. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. About Jace. Yeah, this is him being Phyrexianized. Got the... Phyrexianized Jace is so Chad. Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> he's swole. He's got this square chin. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a little off-putting versus the rest of Jace's guard art. The perfected mind and body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yep. So yeah, they end up... Uh, she ends up planes walking away and mm-hmm. the rest of them are here on the bridge where when Elish Norn shows up, it's the first time you see her in the main story. Oof. And she's got Nessa. She's has she's Nessa. Got, she's and, got everybody. Yeah. She's and got Luka Nahiri. Nebraska and Nahiri. Yep. Okay. What, what are they doing here in the, in, in the, with uh, Nessa? So this, the reason they came is because the the tree is the launching point for their invasion. That's it connects yeah. to the multiverse. So they're they're literally like the troops were all crawling up the tree, getting ready to deploy. So basically, the story ends with Elish Norn giving the order to deploy. Oh, right, well, yeah. she's first of all she she talks to them and says, "Hey, you can join your friends back here with me if you want to," and they all say, "Like go to hell." And she says, it seems we have no way to an accord. Then if you then if you would be our enemies, very well, enemies it is. And with that, she raised her hand, clicking the perfect claws together, and the invasion began. And that's the end. Which will lead up to March of the Machine, of course. Yes. The ultimate conclusion to the year-long story arc. (laughs) I am excited for the next part of the story. I want to see how this ends. So here's the thing. Up until, like, I was so stoked about the Brothers War, but the story was just, I wasn't excited. Like, Dominator United started it off, and it was an okay story, but I wasn't super excited until I read this one. Yeah. When I read this one, I was like, oh, man, this is this is going to be, like, what are the, like, what's happening? What are the possibilities? Like, right. um, 
it's going to be wild, especially since they spoiled those cards um, just last weekend at the Pro Tour event. Yeah. I, I mean, like Frexian gods. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I don't like regular Heliod. I can't imagine how uh, rough it's going to be dealing with the Phyrexian Heliod. Yeah. That's... Crazy. Heliod seems like kind of a jerk so, to begin with, but I don't so, know. I didn't read it. When I looked at the card, but the the flavor, is he infected because so many of his followers got infected, or is he actually a Phyrexian? I oh, don't know. Question. That's a good question. I had that'd to, be a uh, neat way to to infect somebody. Yeah, I, I can't remember exactly. I felt like there was some reason that I felt that way. Like maybe is there something in the flavor text? Yeah, com- it says complete the faith, complete the god, as if because they infected the faithful, the god became infected. Oh, that's an interesting take. I like that. And then on the transformed card, or uh, it says, complete the god, complete the plane. Oh. Oh, wow. And it's an Ajani quote, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Very much so. Do um, you want to take a look at some of the other team-up cards? Oh, uh, yeah, so there's, cool. yeah, there's... Yeah, um, there's... Let's see. You're not going to be able to see it too well. Drana and Linvala, uh, Yargle and Multani... Galta and Yargle Yeah, yeah, dude, we'll talk about that one. Oh, yes, they finally did it. Omnath, Locus of All. I said this. I predicted yeah. this to somebody in my shop. I said, uh, Omnath doesn't have black mana, so I wonder if they are going to take and go to Zendikar and complete Omnath, and he'll have black mana. Totally. Mm-hmm. And it's even, the black one's even Phyrexian, oh, too. You didn't say That's it in awesome. the prediction podcast, though. Like, no, I, I didn't. You're right. Jace was going to make a sacrifice. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he did. I mean, technically, you're not technically. wrong. So, judging he sacrificed by... them all. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. God yeah. damn it, Jace! This is why nobody likes you. <laughs> um. So, judging by these team up cards and the completed cards, they Frexia is on Dominaria, uh, Ixalan, Zendikar, Theros, Theros. Uh, who is Innistrad? Fally on the Gibrog monster. Yeah. Okay. And is that it? Um, I'm not sure where Drana and Linvala are from. Um, Drana's in Estrad. Okay. That's more in then. Linvala, I'm pretty sure, is Theros. She's an angel, so that kind of makes sense. Um, yeah. Who's Galta and Maverin? That's that uh, Ixalan? Yeah, Dino- well, Galt is from Ixalan. I don't know who Mav- where Maverin's from. Probably it's a vampire, so. Innistrad. Yeah, I would guess. Man, that's kind of cool. Um, and that's at least, we uh, don't know anything how, else. Uh, I find it interesting that the logo for March of the Machine looks like 90s Marvel comic yeah. book headline. Anybody yeah, it looks get like- those vibes? Yeah, it looks like the uh, um Linval is uh, in Dakar. Okay. Looks like the Love and Thunder or the um the Thor Ragnarok <laughs> text. Do you think yeah. we'll get completed uh Ulamog? Well he's dead. It would have to be Kozalak. Or yeah, sorry, or, um, sorry not Kozalek. 
Shoot, what's the one? Um, the one the in the moon. Spaghetti monster. Yeah, yeah, the Kraken guy. I thought that was Ulamog. No, it's um, Ulamog's the one with the skull face. Right? Oh, okay. Yeah, I got him confused. <laughs> what is his name? I was just playing with it's, him. Um, <laughs> three Eldrazi's. Okay, three Eldrazi. I Come can't on. for the life of me remember. It's a it's a... Emrakul. Sorry. Yeah, Emrakul. <laughs> She's um we might because they, they keep that's what I meant to say in the moon. That's what I had yeah. in my mind at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. That they they keep hitting he's in the moon on on Innistrad, but maybe yeah. that's well yeah, that that happened at the end of Eldric Moon, right? Yeah. They put Emrakul in the moon. Um I don't know. I feel <laughs> like the if the Eldrazi come into play in this, they're going to be opposition to Phyrexia. I don't think that, because how do you, it's an unknowable eternal horror that just eats mana. How do you, you don't think, think, you don't think they can be completed is what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was like, cause like, I've always felt like the Eldrazi in and of themselves were meant to be like the ultimate natural disaster. Like how do you fight a hurricane kind of thing? Yeah. Um, so how do you fight how do you complete just this unstoppable force you know what i mean yeah good question i mean they are devoid so like yeah i guess i don't i don't actually know if they can be completed or not i i i would love to find out so yeah. maybe all right let's try and complete Neldrazi. <laughs> is is there anything important in the side stories for this so, uh, yeah, I was going to mention that when we were done with the stories. Um, I will say, while it is probably not important, the side story about how Luca and Nyssa get turned is excellent, and I highly recommend reading that one. Nice. Didn't did Nyssa get turned at the Citadel fight? In no. The, no. That's what we saw in the... The trailer, right? The spoiler trailer before a Johnny uh-huh. stabs her or something. Okay, yeah, maybe. maybe it wasn't Nisa. Oh yeah, no, that was meant to be Nisa, but I don't think she was completed. I think she was just stabbed. Oh, okay. Dropping the ball again at Johnny. My God. No, yeah, that was the Citadel trailer. Or and yeah, I I mean I assumed it was Nissa because it it looks just like her. Is there another yeah. elf planeswalker it could be? I mean, not no, looks exactly like her. Because Tyvar's a not Nisa. Yeah. Um, Vivian? Could it have been Vivian? It could have been, but no, because she's darker skinned than. I thought she Nisa was a, I thought Vivian was a human as well. Could be wrong. Oh, maybe she is. Oh, maybe I'm way off then. Okay. Anyway. Um, I highly recommend that story. It it really just the moral of the story is Luca gets turned, but uh, and you see how Nissa gets tracked. But it's it's very good. I highly recommend reading that one. And the man of many parts side story, they choose to give Tezzeret his reward for oh. invading the Citadel. He's going to get yeah. a dark steel bottle, b- body. <laughs> uh, yes. Ginger Taxis traps him down, swaps his body out for Dark Steel. Tezzeret wakes up, 
realizes he can't move, asks what's going on, and uh, Jen Jataxa says it takes several weeks or months of bathing in the glistening oil to turn dark steel into blight steel and Uh-oh. complete you. So we've disabled your motor function, like trapped in there, basically. Oh, no. He didn't uh, want this. They don't care. And Tezzeret manages to escape using a like old deactivated droid that he had brought in. Yeah. Uh, and, and then Tezzeret goes into hiding, basically, and is just waiting to see who wins. Oh. Pick sides he's, basically, he's basically Magneto, right? He can control metal. Yeah. Yeah. Artifacts. Yes. Nice. Mm. Trying to remember if there's something else about his escape. Yeah, pretty much. No. Yeah. After that, he goes into hiding. Uh, He gets some of his powers back by going back to his uh, Innistrad, where he's from. Oh, is he from Innistrad? I didn't know where he was from. That's cool. I didn't know it's Innistrad. I might be wrong. Uh, He goes back to his home plane, and now I'm drawing a blank on what his home plane is to find uh, reserves of of, like energy supplies that he left behind and stuff like that to re-get himself going again. He's from Alara. Alara, okay. Oh, yeah, that's, that is, sure. that's where he goes back yeah. to. He seems like he's a smart dude. Yeah, and then basically just goes into hiding. And is like, I'm going to see what happens. In the last one, the side story, you learn that Teferi being trapped in time. Oh, why can I not remember the name of the city? It is the city. Zalfir? Zalfir. No, is that his? It's like an entire continent, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, so him being trapped in time has trapped him on the Zalfir, which is trapped in time. That's oh, right. Cool. He's been trying to get back there. Yeah. And, for a while. and everyone there hates him. I can't imagine <laughs> why. <laughs> um, well, he originally did it to save it from the infection invasion, right? He like yeah. moved out of there. The yeah. idea he, was to phase it out and then phase it back in after everything had been won. And And then then he couldn't find it. He couldn't get it back. And then Mm. um, something happened during the mending, right? That made it even more impossible to get it back. If I recall, don't quote me on that one. I might be wrong. And and so there are groups of people in there. Some of them, uh, you know, some of them recognize Teferi right off the bat. Some of them don't. A lot of them react differently. Yeah, some people are like, maybe you can save us and have hopes. Other people just hate him. So have yeah. they aged and stuff, or is it still the same people just it. existing? Or is it back in that time when he first phased him out? So there is an implication that generations have passed, I think. Mm. And they still have the wanted posters up. <laughs> wanted yeah, to marry. If you see this man... I, I, I honestly don't remember exactly how they played that. If there were people who still actually knew him or not. Yeah, I'll have to read this one. It looks really good. Yeah, because now I, I really can't remember what happens. Uh, I know he ends up in a fishing town just working as a fisherman because he didn't what, know yeah. what else to do. Yeah, what else are you going to do? And then uh, towards the end, he is asked to meet with the queen and they talk about making preparations to fight the Phyrexians, which is basically all Zalfir has been doing the entire time that they've been trapped in time. 
is Zafar gonna freaking phase back into existence and start it up? That would be amazing. Yeah, it oh. seems like that may be what they are. The Wanderer pops in. Oh yeah, and Megita is there too. How did she get there? I don't. Know. I just it's remember that wonky so- spark, man. Someone saying that uh, General Megiddo was was damaged an hour ago or injured an hour ago at some point in the story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. So, yeah, so the Wanderer pops in and it's like, hey, Nephrexia is starting their invasion. And then they're like, let's prepare. Yeah. Dude. So, yeah, uh, I'm sorry. Generations have not passed. Some time has passed, but not much. Uh, it's been... Apparently, people have aged about ten years who were there. Nice. So it is a lot of the same people, but they are a little bit older. And then, yes, the Wanderer shows up. Exciting! I feel oh, like yeah. I need to list, what, read these side stories now. Yeah, that side story seems really important for what's coming. So the side stories in this one are all really good, uh, except I didn't really like the first one. But all of the other side stories are excellent. I highly recommend reading them. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I think that just about covers everything, right? Yeah. We should probably wrap so. this bad boy up. So my my guess is that the Wanderer somehow ending up in Zalfir is going to lead to Teferi finding a way to get Zalfir back. Yeah. Mm. And since they have been spending the last 10 decades basically just training to fight Phyrexians, in not 10 decades, but 360 years, they will be what turns the tide. Dude, I think that it's kind of poetic that uh, if uh, Zephyr phases back in and takes on the Phyrexians and it is what causes the tide to turn, sings how Teferi phased them out originally to keep them from having to fight. And they were like, nah, it's on. And then they're the ones that, you know, full circle. It's interesting. Yeah. Are we going to, you want to talk real quick about the, the trailer, the spoiler Uh, trailer from Mark's machine? Yeah. What was going on in that? (laughs) I should have watched it again. Is that going through and showing all the planes Phyrexia's on and completing? I'm assuming that I'm not assuming they are completed, but currently being invaded is my guess. Yeah, because it showed like um, Kamigawa, I remember. There and there. Uh, yeah. Mm, you should, can you pull that up and, and let us watch? It's like a 30 second thing, right? Yeah, I can try. I watched it a couple times, but by, by goodness, there's a lot of stuff going on in that like 30 seconds. It there, Yeah, it was a lot and they didn't really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, there we go. Oh, God. It was so loud. There goes uh, Innistrad getting it. Whew. Nice to see the gingerbread cookies are surviving. Yeah, I saw the gingerbread. Uh, the gingerbread. So that's Eldraine too? Um, Amonkhet, uh, Eldraine, Theros, Innistrad. Kamigawa, those are the plans I've seen, and then maybe um, hard to see. So I know there, I noticed something in there. Give me give me one second here. Sorry. Yeah, there is a a shot of what's clearly Zendikar with some Olamog looking hands 
coming out of the ground. I'm going to put a, a couple pictures in the uh, Discord. So is Elspeth, is that a flashback look, to Elspeth? Look at uh, the name of the videos. That's the same. It's the same. Why is there one where the spark and one's marching machine? Yeah, That's it looks the same. It's the same clip. That Who's point in March of the, the Machines is the same clip that was in War of the Spark. Oh. Who, who's okay. under the rubble? Who? Uh, it's the family that... Um, oh, the one that made um, Liliana The one that go. makes Liliana change her mind. The family she yeah. sees die. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, ooh. See, this, this actually bears credence to what I was telling uh, Ben before we started the show, is it... I feel like this shot, this uh, trailer is kind of like a retrospective mer- smashing in with where are they now? Because you have um, Elspeth coming out of the underworld, taking the death mask off her face right at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then you have this shot that you notice of the family from uh, War of the Spark, kind of like in a culmination of everything that's come led up to this kind of thing. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So is it all going to like interconnect? Like, like, cause why is there's nothing on Amonkhet at this point, but zombies what, would Phyrexia even want Amonkhet? Brings up I another. Mean, it, it's probably, it's probably easy fodder, I guess. I, mean, I guess. Cause zombies, Phyrexian zombies are still Phyrexian zombies. But also if Phyrexia does go to Amonkhet, to conquer it, we'll find out whether or not the comics are canon because Merit Large is supposedly there. Yep. Um, so that would be interesting and would be a reason why they would did, want Omicat. Did you read some of those comics? Oh, I read all of that time um, up to the... Okay. I read that whole comic line, yeah. It's that pretty good, isn't it? Yeah, it is really good. Thanks okay, for the recommendation. So I have paused the video on a spot here. I don't know um, Mm -hmm. if you can see, but there's a spot where Jace and Veraska are white. They look like statues kind of, and it looks Mm -hmm. like some other force in the background is white and they're being surrounded by Phyrexians. But Mm -hmm. Teferi is in the background with a, I think it's Teferi or maybe that's just Jace's mind magic. Who's behind? It looks like Teferi and a staff. Maybe. I don't know. Behind the glyph, circle glyph. Does it does um, Jace do circle glyphs? I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. So anyway, like that's interesting, right? I mean, yeah, because why would they be fighting against the, the Phyrexians? Well, what we assume is Phyrexians. Yeah, it's, maybe. Uh, I wish I could see a bigger picture of it, but uh, yeah, I'll just have to look it up myself. There's part of me that wants the completed planeswalkers to be uncompleted somehow, you know, and everything just go back to normal. But I think the more interesting thing would be is if the planeswalkers do get completed and there's an ongoing storyline, like maybe they don't destroy Phyrexia completely or whatever, but um, Mm -hmm. they stop the invasion. But there's an ongoing storyline where it's like Justice League versus... um, What's what's Doomsday's the unless Luther Luther's the Legion of Doom? Yeah, like the Legion of Doom. You know what I mean? Superhero versus superhero. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a cool, cool thing. I think if they undo the completion, it would be the worst thing they would ever do. Yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, part, like I said, part of me wants it because I like good guys, but it maybe isn't the best storytelling thing. Cause I, I actually don't like when they like, Oh yeah, we, you, we, we did this thing. Just kidding. <laughs> Gideon's not really dead. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I'm really stoked. I think that, um, this March of machines is going to be really cool. Very excited to see what else is new, but as I've been trying to do for the last 10 minutes, and put a bow on this podcast and wrap it up. Yep. Uh, Sounds good. Tell them where they can find us, Ben. I will tell the people where they can find us because you glitched out for a second. Um, they can find us on Twitter at MPGPod. They can find me on my personal Twitter at BeNiceMPG. Where can they find you, Moderator Dave? Uh, they can find me on my personal Twitter at Dave underscore MPG or they can... Uh, Watch me and hopefully you in the future do some uh, streaming on our Twitch channel. Yes. Which is Magic Proving Grounds or, you know, where they're watching this right now, assuming you can catch this live. Hmm. So also, if you have any predictions on March of the Machine based on what's been shown so far, you can send us an email about that at podcast at magicprovinggrounds.com. That'd be great. I'd like to hear them. Yep, I would too. So anyway, it's been a fun episode. I always like the story ones. Yep. We're we're lore lore nerds. Oh yeah, I should probably uh play some outro music. Two seconds. Why we uh cue that up. Can you can you make my goblin bounce his head to the music? I I'm actually can. I will do that. All right. All right, later, everybody. Bye.